Hey, welcome back to the Next Up Podcast. I don't know why when we open this podcast, I say it always sounds like I'm about to take off. Hey! Hey! Or you kind of do like a uh, uh, an airline pilot. Uh, welcome, audience. This is the Next Up Podcast. Uh, we're going to have cloudy skies and with a slight chance of rain. Uh, we're going to pass over the Grand Canyon in about two and a half hours. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Next Up Podcast. That's actually how we should talk the whole way through. A leader's most common questions. Now, this is a podcast for young leaders, and so young leaders, this is particularly geared towards you, but we also didn't want to confine it to that, mainly because we wanted more people to listen, um, because we make so much money off of this, Dustin. And um, sarcasm. Tons. Um, And so, anyway, these are some questions, and all of these aren't the obvious, and they're not always the ones you hear, but these are just some questions that as leaders we should be asking ourselves regularly and asking other people um, in order to have the right perspective and uh, ultimately the right uh, the right capabilities, the right heart, and the right direction. Mm-hmm. And so we'll just kind of go through these. These are in the show notes one by one if you want to take a look. Um, but we'll just kind of go through this and just kind of talk about um, a few points and, uh, and kind of move throughout. So if you're taking a jog, um, keep jogging, and you can go back and look at the notes when you're done. Mm-hmm. Don't pass out on us. It's hot out there. It is crazy hot where we are. That's right. Uh, anyway, number one, the number one question is how can I help you? And if you go to Walmart, you see it on the back of the vest. How funny is that? We don't talk usually about the idea. We kind of go off the cuff, folks. I literally was thinking Walmart. Really? really? Seriously. I don't think they mean it, though. I mean, you ask this question, but you actually mean it. Oh, that's yeah. the difference. And I think that's key. And are as leaders, do people help us? And are there things that they have to get done that we can't do? And they are supposed to do things that, or we're supposed to do things that only we can do so that it frees us up? Absolutely. But just this question in general puts a different mindset in the people that follow you in their mind. And it kind of changes the, the temperature mm-hmm. of the leadership relationship when we start out with, with how can I help you? Not can you help me? Not can you do this? Not will you do this? But how can I help you? And oftentimes, if we pull someone in and we ask them that question, that can start a whole conversation and oftentimes can kind of breed some great ideas and kind of enlighten us, especially um, those of us that always don't have our feet on the ground. Yeah. I think one of the things that I want to carry with me is uh, uh, continuing leadership. And, you know, when you're young, you have all these brilliant ideas and you think you know the answers to everything. But uh, is to listen to the people that are, that are really the cogs in the machine. Yeah. You know, and so never get to the point where just because you're in charge of everything, you know all the answers. Uh, you, you hire good people underneath you, or, or you staff people underneath you, or whatever, uh, for good reason. And they often see things that you're not seeing, or they're having problems with things that you're not fully understanding. So I think asking the question, "How can I help? What what can I do to make your job, your situation, or whatever better?" Because sometimes you may be the only one that has the power to do it, but you have to be able to see the problem from the way that they see it. Yeah, one of the things here is um, we're um, a church in a smaller town. Um, we're a larger church in a smaller town, at least for our town. We're, we're larger, we're about 1,300 people at this campus. And so my title is the campus pastor. Well, I don't have an office, not because I haven't tried in the past, but finally... He wasn't um, okay with the copier room, with the copier. But finally, I, I mean, I just kind of gave up on this idea of an office. And, and that was one of the reasons why, Dustin, is because when you're in an office and you're sectioned out, especially in a work environment like we have, where it's kind of cubicle-based and depressing, um, 
But when you're when you're when you're sectioned off into an office, you really you have no control over or no insight into what's going on and how people are feeling. You don't hear the conversations. You don't um, have people stop by quite as often. You can't stop by quite as easy. And so even if you're in that situation where you do have an office, which I think is is great, it's fine. It's there's nothing wrong with that. But this question really really can help you yeah. kind of get your your finger on the pulse. So now I just have to cuss under my breath instead of out loud. That's right. Talk about me privately, please. That's right. All right. The second question kind of goes right along with this. Not only how can I help you, but when you have conversations with people, ask them how they're doing. And and, and by this, I don't mean how they're doing at their job. I mean how they're doing personally. I mean, I think one of the things you look at with Jesus is that he cared about his disciples. I mean, he healed their family members. He talked to them. He cared about his disciples. Uh, Any great leader, if you think about it, they truly cared about the personal lives of the people that we're following. There's something great about that connection. There's there's something that happens when we kind of take it to a personal level, not not overly personal, obviously. Yeah. But um, but ask them how how are you doing? Because legitimately, we need to we need to know because ultimately that affects their their work. Yeah, I think a good illustration of this, real quick, is uh, Jonathan. And I went to a conference several months ago, and one of the speakers there was actually the CEO of Popeye's Chicken and long story short, uh, their work culture had become very uh, strained between them and their, I guess, restaurant owners and franchise owners and stuff. And so one of the uh, the things, and they, and they had this fancy title and all that you can, I'm sure, go look up, and she speaks different places, um, but was where they decided to make it a point to build good, positive, and personal relationships with their, their franchisees and how that changed the ballgame. So instead of looking at them as basically... Uh, the ends to a mean of, of making more money or, or making profits and shares and all that stuff go up. Of, of They're people too. They have hopes and dreams and values and, mm-hmm. and lives and, and talent. Uh, let's tap into that. So I just thought that was a really good story, even from a corporate example. You know, in church world, of course, it's all about how are you as a person, but it's easy to get that lost in any sense. Yeah, and that, that lady's name, I just Googled it, Dustin. I don't have this off the top of my head. was Cheryl A. Backor, Backor Elder. Back elder, I guess is how you say that. Um, anyway, but you can you can go. She was that she's actually um, uh, a Christian lady who um, just kind of fell into that gig and has really brought and changed uh, yeah. that environment. She's That's an interesting really character story, study very, for all you leadership very, nerds. Very powerful story. She told it. So. But yeah, check on them, check on them personally. And church leaders, this also goes to to spiritually. I mean, one of the things that that I've noticed that I can do is I can talk about what God's speaking to me personally, and that kind of opens that door. Um, to talk to other people, I read this this morning, or you know, this is what this is what I feel like God's saying, and and, and that often um, that often works, and that can kind of come organically as well, just as we care about people, and especially if we have a smaller team, that's much easier to do. Dustin, why don't you take us to number three? Number three is does that line up with our why? And I think there's two ways that we can look at this. Uh, first off, um, corporately, I think it's a great question to ask. That should be something that you. Uh, Maybe you should hang up or put on your computer or whatever. Um, I think to keep things focused and, and streamlined and making sure that you can measure things is to is to even identify why are we here? Why does this uh, church exist? Why is this group of people here? And then bringing that down to an individual level. Why do I do this? Am I am I a doctor just because this is the way that I can be the wealthiest, or do I really care about people? I mean, why do I? Why are you a leader? Why are you? whatever you are in your life and, and having an answer to that question and then making sure that what you're doing uh, lines up with that because otherwise um, 
you're not going to have real passion. You're not going to really enjoy what you're doing. You can get off base quick. One of the things I always think about with this is I think about, I mean, there's, there's countless, countless examples. Um, but let's take, for instance, somebody like Under Armour. Under Armour started off by making compression shirts for, for working out. That was basically all they did, at least at least from what I can remember. If I'm wrong, then you know you can have your money back on the podcast. But um, but anyway, they started out making those those under shirts for working out. Now, if, if they would have said our our why is to make under shirts for working out, then I think that company would be dead now. Mm-hmm. But what they did is when they had an idea for say shoes, they make. They make everything now, but say for tennis shoes, they had to think: Does that line up with our what with our why? Ultimately, their why wasn't to make undershirts; it was to equip athletes to, mm. to train harder. And so, when you start asking those questions, it, it doesn't just cut back on what you do; they can also add to what you do. That's right. So, if you're a company that makes um, take take Yeti for example, they started out making coolers, I assume, and they decided that our why is to make products that help yep. people. Keep things drink. Cheaper. I don't know. Anyway, but and so they, they kind of expanded their line of products. I mean, yeah. it's always to make money, obviously, but but there's a deeper why. And, I, and as, as leaders, we have to be asking ourselves: Does that line up with our why? Because that can add to it, or that can yeah. take away from what we do. I think another way of looking at this is, especially in the church world, I do think it, a lot of these things apply elsewhere. But, um, you know, bigger is not better. Better is better. And so, if you want to become bigger, if you want to become more successful, if you want to become or well-liked, or, or whatever, be better. Um, I mean, I think there's just no better illustration of that that we'll move on than Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A hasn't changed up anything. I mean, but... Uh, excuse our, me, but they took the walnut brownie away a couple of years they ago. They did actually still bitter. I was a little bitter about that one. But that's the only um, thing. But I know our local Chick-fil-A, we were living in a small town. It was a pretty, pretty big deal. I'm not going to lie when they first moved to town. Um, I thought they built Disney World. But it, it was it was just pretty much is the Disney World. It, it came with a slide and everything. It's <laughs> mind boggling. But that place and across the country, it's not just ours. It's across the country. is so packed and people will wait in line for something that they they know they're going to get. It's not because of the options. It's because they decided a long time ago, before it was popular, to become better. And that is just such a powerful, often a slow developing principle, but a very powerful. Principle. And if you ask them their why, and I think uh, Dan Cathy actually said this in that that little book you wrote, their why is not to serve chicken. Their why is to enrich souls by food, with food. And so that changes how you operate as a business. I measure my enrichment by pounds and my scales. So and calories. I'm very enriched <laughs> because of Chick-fil-A. Thanks a lot, Chick-fil-A. That Chick-fil-A <laughs> sauce, too. Mm-hmm. All right, number four. Number four is what's the next best thing I can do? And, Dustin, we mm. have this conversation all the time. Sometimes you just don't know where to start, do you? Don't know where to start or don't know what to do when you hit a roadblock. And so, you know, a lot of times as leaders, one of the things that makes us leaders, and I think one of the things, characteristics of the biblical gift of leadership, is that you have the ability to see long term and see the bigger picture. But sometimes, if that bigger picture does not necessarily look good, if you're having a brain block or something, sometimes you just don't know what to do. Just do the next best thing. The, the best thing that you can do right now, do it. And so, be asking yourself that question when things get difficult, when things get hard, uh, when things are easy and you have too much that you could be doing. Just ask yourself, what is the next best thing I can do? And as long as we're doing the next best thing over and over and over again, we're eventually going to get there. Yeah. And one of the conversations we've had, you know, even somewhat recently and stuff, is whenever you hit roadblocks, um, it is so easy, especially in the position where you're generally 
think around our age or in millennials where we have a good bit of a responsibility. We're still not generally leading entire organizations, but we think we can do the job sometimes because, um, I don't know, we were all told that we're special. Because millennials are entitled. Because yes. millennials are entitled at the end of the day. But that it's not our responsibility to be in control of everything unless that has been given to us. Uh, and so do what you can do and be the best at it. Yeah. Be the best at changing what you can change and uh, realize that the rest of it's not your responsibility. Because honestly, if everybody felt like that, imagine how great things would be instead of always worrying about how somebody else isn't doing this or doing that. I mean, there's certainly got to be oversight and there's always exceptions there, but do do the best of what you can where you're at. Yeah, I mean, as, as we as we talk through these, Dustin, and um, like I said, we, we usually outline this podcast, but we don't we don't put a lot of, of bones on it a lot of times. But as we do this, I mean, these are all questions that would be great for anybody to ask anybody, to ask uh-huh. their teams, to ask themselves, to ask um, your staff you know, on a staff training day or something. These are all good questions. All right, the next question is, how am I serving? And then how am I growing? Those two questions kind of go hand in hand. How, how am I serving and, and how am I growing? And, and the reason that I think those, those questions are important is because, number one, a leader always has to be growing because the opposite of growing is shrinking. And we never want to be people that shrink back or are shrinking in our knowledge or our ability. Um, but also because as leaders, we are servants. It goes back to leadership as influence, but it's also service. And so if you can look at your leadership and you cannot find how you're serving someone else, even if it seems beneath you, then I think you're I think you're missing out. So those two questions, how am I serving and how am I growing, are kind of the grounding questions of this. Uh, growing, I would answer uh, around. Is that a, is that an answer there? Um, <laughs> so, uh, up. It is not up anymore. Sadly, that ended out. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure at like 12th grade. I think I stopped. Uh, one of the things about how I'm serving is it just it, on a, give it a personal note. I think that you know our, our our country you know this is this podcast is coming out just only a couple weeks after some some major events in our in our culture in our country with uh, people different than us and um one of the things of asking how am i serving is are you looking to serve people that are different than you that maybe will test your expectations i think it's it's very easy but also very complacent and lazy uh, to only want to serve and do things with people that we feel confident, we know exactly what they want, so we we can just max that expectation instead of uh, pushing ourselves to be around people that challenge us, that think different than us, that have different upbringings than us, come from different parts of the country or different cultures. Um, so I think it's very important to serve people that are different than us because it challenges us and it challenges our heart. And without, and, and without being challenged, I mean, it's, it's not leadership at all. It's just taking a nap and. Um... That's right. So without challenging yourself and challenging your organization, because because it's really not serving if it's not actually challenging. If you if you think about that principle, um, it maybe it's doing something nice. But I mean, I think even in a marriage, um, you can be kind to your wife, but serving your wife is actually doing something that you don't really want to do, but you do it out of love. You know, I think Jesus served us as he served up his body as a living sacrifice. Sure. Yeah. So, Got to preach you there for a second. You did. Calm Amen. Down. Amen, brother. Amen. 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 I wish you had an organ. I wish I had a I sweat rag. I should have pulled up an organ on my phone. All right. Last question is, how's my health? And if you notice, the first, um, the first as, as Dustin checks his pulse, good. the first four good, of these good, questions the are more of um, how can I associate with others, and these last three are kind of 
questions to, to check yourselves. But how's my health? And by that, I don't mean necessarily just your physical health, but your spiritual health and uh, and your emotional health. I think sometimes it's, it's hard to, even if you know you're getting unhealthy, it's hard to identify that. Um, for anyone, not just a leader, but it's hard to identify that period because of because of life and because sometimes you just don't know. Like If you know that I need to slow down or I need to cut this out or you start looking for opportunities to, and you, they're just not there. And so how's my health? We're ask, consistently asking us, ourselves that question. I think it's easier to, um, to effectively change our habits and to change our schedules uh, because it's, it's at the forefront of our mind. Um, spiritually, I mean, you, you, need to be, you need to be healthy no matter what you're leading. If you're listening to this, you need to be healthy spiritually. You need to be healthy physically um, because without rest, without sleep, without eating semi-correctly, um, you're not going to be the maximum that you can be. And emotional, which I, I find is, is oftentimes the, the one that gets me the most. Um, how are you doing emotionally? I mean, that, that plays into, into rest as well. I mean, one of the things that I started to do is, is try to reward myself. I think, I think that maybe that's a selfish, selfish concept, but that's, that's one of those things that I've decided I have, to, I have to start doing. I can't always be the one to sacrifice, even though that's important. Sometimes I have to reward myself, and that, that can kind of give me that emotional boost sometimes that I need. Um, Dustin, anything to say about health? I, I, I just think that your leadership will only, only be as good as, as your health, basically. Um, you're right at the end of the day, how, how you maintain yourself, how you spend your quality, you know, your extra time, uh, how you're treating those around you, how, how healthy even those that, that hold you up, you know, that push and pull, um, how, how is your marriage, how is your relationships with your kids and all that kind of stuff. I, mean, I think all of those things go into being a healthy person that can lead people and, and, and make the change that we need to make. Yeah, and I often think that, that healthy leaders have tend to have healthy organizations. Um, and that's because the leader is able to run at a fast pace for, for, for longer periods of time because they've made an attempt to, to stay healthy. And all of this, all, all of that stuff is kind of a trial and error thing. I mean, if, you, if you're trying a workout routine or if you're trying um, to spend time with God in the mornings and stuff's just not working, then, then just forget it. I think, I think a lot of times with, with working out and spiritual stuff, at least me, because I am a little bit of a box checker. Like, I feel like I have to do a certain thing, and so I can't abandon that method to try something else because I feel like I have to do what I thought I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so be willing to tinker, be willing to try, be willing to adjust uh, on the fly. <laughs> that rhyme. Mm. We'll leave mm. with that rhyme. Poet and didn't know it. I dropped it like it was hot. Wow. I would drop this microphone, but I don't think it's ours. And so anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Dustin, any final, any final thoughts, anything to wrap us up? No, I, you know, I, I think the greatest thing about questions like this though, I know these are super simple and if somebody's listening, they're running, they're probably asleep now running and all, because mm-hmm. this, this seems really simple guys, but, uh, in a short, in a short time span, it is so easy to get off base on these things. I mean, take care of the people around you, uh, take care of yourself at the end of the day, the organization is the people. Your yep. business, your church, it's the people. It's not the idea, and it's not the, the energy and all that. It's, it's the people. That is, that is what it's about, so take care of them. Take care of yourself. Yeah, and I think, you know, for my final thought, I, I would come back to that question, is does it line up with, with your why? Um, you know, that's so important to keep in mind, um, especially as, as church leaders. Our why always, always, always ultimately has to be about the gospel and connecting our love of Jesus with our love of people. And it always has to come back to that. And we can't forget that. So anyway, everybody have a great month. And we will see you in, wow, it's going to be August before long. August, boy. Worst time of the year back in the day. Hated 
Yeah. Back to school time. Yeah, getting there. Except you got to go shopping for school supplies. Made me depressed. Oh, man, I loved it. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.